Girl, I know what it's like when it comes to feeling like you have to try and force your content in a way that is going to start to build your business. Trust me when I say I've been there. I know what it's like to be in that place of feeling like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to write. If I write this, is it going to be the right thing for my audience? Are they going to know what it's like to work with me? Is it going to be what's going to help me to help people make transformations? Like seriously, all of that. I have been there. You guys know this, you know, my journey, you know, exactly where I've been in the past with my business where it was really coming from that masculine energy of forcing and pushing and just really feeling like it was such a difficult process. But you also know the shifts that I've made over time where it's really been coming into that state of flow, ease, place of service, and just coming into alignment with what it is that you are here to do. And when you do that, that is where the magic happens. When you combine the woo with the work, when you really blend the spirituality with the strategy, that is where the magic is. And that is where you truly can connect to the people who need you. When you come from that place of service, you create massive value and you show up as the voice with the answers that people need. Now, I understand that when it comes to creating content, sometimes this can feel a little bit hard. And that's why I've put together a free guide for you called Captions That Call In Soulmate Clients. And inside I'm sharing with you the three shifts that will up level your caption game and have you calling in aligned clients from a place of ease. I'm really breaking down the process that I go through when it comes to creating all of my content and it's going to make it so easy for you to connect with the people that need you. You can download this guide totally free by heading to the link in the show notes below and I'm so excited to hear the up levels that it takes you through. Once you've got your guide, make sure that you do tag me on Instagram in your story so that I see it and I'm so excited to see the magic that you create online. Welcome, my love, to The Collective. The Collective is you, it is me, it is every woman. Raising the vibration of the fucking planet as we show up, step up, and serve the purpose we were put here for. My name is Taylor Ray. I am the queen of blending the woo with the work, and I'm going to show you how to do just that. I'm an entrepreneur, podcaster, speaker, and spiritual business mentor, and I help visionary women just like you build online businesses so they can have the impact they are here for and call in the abundance they are so worthy of. Get ready to become unapologetic, abundant, and aligned as fuck because the universe has put you here in divine timing and you're exactly where you're meant to be. Okay, gal, strap yourself in for one fun interview. I am so excited to bring this podcast episode to you where there are all the shifts, all the up levels, all the techniques, literally all the things for you inside of this episode that's really going to help you to connect to the spiritual side in terms of your business. You are going to love this one where I am so thrilled to be introducing the beautiful Ella Sang to the podcast. Now, Ella is a spiritual transformation and success coach. She is a manifestation expert, and by her own words, she is a collector of way too many to count crystals and oracle card decks. She is someone that empowers badass lightworkers who are afraid of shining their light and sharing their message to expand their consciousness with a kundalini-infused spiritual practice and reprogram their subconscious mind for success so they can manifest their most lit life and online brand. Now, if that doesn't sound amazing, I literally do not know what does. And let me just tell you, that is exactly what is inside of this episode for you. It is so good. There's so much fire. You're going to freaking love it. Now, with over five years of self-development and online marketing experience, Ella offers a deep inner to outer self-transformation for her clients from shifting their subconscious identity to their next level self and cultivating massive self-confidence using NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming, just in case you weren't sure. Now, she uses NLP along with energy work, and she does it all in a way that allows her audience and her clients to align their message and build a magnetic lit up online brand that literally transforms lives. And like I said, this is just such a fun chat. We talk about all the things inside of this episode, including Kundalini breathwork techniques, shifting your subconscious mind and learning how to reprogram it, letting go of limiting beliefs and how to raise your vibration, the importance of sharing as you learn, especially before you feel ready and how you can start doing that, as well as questions to figure out your soul purpose and vision and in a way that you probably haven't heard before and that I feel are truly going to give some of you the permission that you need to give yourself in order to really start showing up for those that need you. So with that, let's welcome Ella Sang to the podcast and I really hope that you enjoy the episode. 
Ella. Welcome to the podcast, aka PS I'm Ella, if you guys follow her on Insta. <laughs> I am so excited to have you on here. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, Taylor. I'm so excited to be here. It's going to be so good. I can just feel it. You and I are like little aligned souls and I've been following you for a long time. We found out that we're like even more divinely connected in trainings and things yeah. that we've done. Shout out to Reese from Yes Supply. <laughs> I love Reese. <laughs> oh, good. I'll just send this to her later. <laughs> Seriously, she's amazing. And she's like someone that in the very beginning, that was like how I sort of like dove into this whole world. It's one of the first trainings I ever went through. Um, and obviously we've gone through similar things. We'll dive into all of that, but let's rein it back before we get too excited. Tell us who you are. Obviously I know who you are and I love your light. I love following you on Insta. She's pure magic, but tell our listeners <laughs> a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do. Yeah. So my name is Ella and I'm a spiritual life and business transformation coach. I'm also a master NLP practitioner, a hypnotherapist, a yoga teacher, all that great stuff. So what I really love to do is to empower badass light workers to connect to soul, expand their consciousness and reprogram their subconscious mind all to manifest their most lit up life and online brands because online marketing and brand building is kind of part of my corporate, my studying background and it's something that I've always been really passionate about. So when I came into the online space, I was like, how do I combine everything with like the woo woo stuff that I also love? So it's really my passion and my pleasure to support spiritual entrepreneurs through a self and life transformation as well as building lit up online brands. Love that. That was like such a killer elevator pitch. Like, <laughs> next bit, like perfect. And like just a lovely little combination of words in there, which I absolutely love. And I love that you just, I don't know, you light up, you have just so much clarity around who you serve and how you do it. And the passion that comes across in your voice when you describe it is beautiful. Um, and I'm sure that those listening can really feel into that as well. Is that something that you've always known or is that something that's been an evolving journey for you over time? Yeah, definitely evolving. So I always tell this quick story of how I'm kind of like the odd one out in the family. So growing up in a traditional Chinese household, my older sister became a pharmacist. My second sister became a nurse. So naturally everyone's like, you're going to be the doctor, right? I'm like, oh, no, not really. So I found a passion in business, which is why I ended up going to business school after high school. Um, and I thought I would just kind of spend my life in the corporate world. I got my dream job at L'Oreal. I was doing digital marketing there for Maybelline and it was awesome. Like it was a great job. But at the same time, I started facing a lot of personal issues. I started running into a lot of mindset things where I'm like, why is it that on the outside, it seems like I have everything together, but on the inside, I'm miserable. I'm constantly comparing myself to other people. I'm constantly thinking I'm a failure, an imposter, etc. cetera. Um, and that actually led me to the hospital in 2017 when I had a full-blown panic attack and I couldn't feel my body because I was completely numb and I thought I was going to die. And it was just like this big dramatic thing. Um, but it was really after that experience where I woke up and I went through meditation and I got this guidance that was like, in due time, all will be well. And step by step, it was like, I can't even pinpoint the moment which I became spiritual, which you can probably relate to is that it just seemed like it started with one book then Amazon recommended another. And then I joined a program and then I saw Gabby Bernstein. And then it was just like this perfect mixture of one day I realized I had this big draw to the word soul, to spirituality. And more and more I started using um, what I was learning and implementing it into my life. And I saw how my life changed very quickly. So that's kind of like how I got into this journey, really like completely out of my expectation. And I think my parents are still kind of like, you know, like you're doing great things, but we would never have expected that we would have like a spiritual coach in the family. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of like my quick little overview of how that came to be. Yeah. I love that. Honestly, if I thought we were like divinely connected before, you've just like added another <laughs> to the list. <laughs> my story is the exact same. Everyone listening knows it, but like literally the same, like corporate background, went through burnout and came out the other side with this like enlightenment. And I feel like so many of us who, you know, have come into where we are now, a lot of us have this sort of story. Some do, some don't. Sometimes it's like, you know, the burnout or the breakdown or the, ang the anxiety, mm. something that like 
causes you to sort of question like, Hey, what the fuck is going on? Like, is this how I actually want to be? Like, what is going on? Is this what I desire? And if it's not, how do I start getting answers to that? And so I want to go a little bit deeper into what it is that you're talking about, because, you know, the girls who listen to this podcast, like they're women who know that they're here for more, maybe they love their career and that's amazing. Or they're like female entrepreneurs, but everybody who's listening knows that, you know, they're here for big things. They're ready for big impact. They're ready to call in massive abundance. And sometimes, you know, it's very similar in a lot of cases where some of us are feeling, you know, that sort of feeling where like, this is great, but is it what I desire? This is great, but it just feels like something's missing. And for someone who's going through that, you know, what are some of the things that you could sort of share from your journey that might help them to figure it out? Obviously the answer is not like have a breakdown and figure it out. Like, but if there's something that you could look back on and go, okay, these were some of the signs, some of the nudges that were coming up that I could have listened to. What would those have been? Yeah, I would say it was really about paying attention to what lights me up. So for me, it started by reading the book, um, Light is the New Black. I highly recommend it by Rebecca Campbell. So it kind of opened me up to this opportunity of always asking what lights me up. So it really kind of started with me becoming more aware of how am I feeling on a daily basis? Am I happy? Okay, I'm not. So what would light me up? And so at first it became like, okay, I think I might want to do something in digital marketing, but in an online capacity because I kind of fell into like the online coaching world. So that's what I started with because I'm like, okay, talking about digital marketing, social media lights me up. But of course, as I started to do that, as I got some clients, I launched my first Instagram course. I was like, okay this no longer lights me up like this is actually like icky I don't actually like talking about it even though I was very good at it I was like this no longer gets me excited and passionate so I would say that you know when you're in that journey of not really sure bringing awareness to what gets me into flow zone, what gets me really excited and gets me really lit up. Um, And also know that it's not about getting it right the first time. I think a lot of times, especially when we're trying to figure it out, it's like, okay, let me just have all my ducks in a row. I'm going to come out with this big plan. It's going to be perfect. And then I can start taking action. But I would say that the clarity always comes from taking action. So really tuning into what makes you feel great, what allows you to tap into flow, take that first step, check in again, Did that feel good? Did that not? Really understanding, okay, if it didn't feel good, is it because it is out of alignment or is it just because of fear? And you will know the difference because if it's just out of fear, you actually feel really good after doing the scary thing, but then you're like, oh, that's kind of scary, right? Versus if it's something that's out of alignment, you will know after you're like, I feel drained. I didn't like that at all. So really just tuning into those nudges and taking action consistently. That's like my two biggest tips, which is, Figure out what lights you up, follow that and take action now. Yeah, 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 yeah. A million percent. It's um I'm so glad that you went there with the whole like, you know, don't feel like you have to have everything organized and like lined up mm-hmm. right from the beginning. Because I think sometimes and we recently had a episode go up with Sam Laura Brown and we talked all about like procrastination and perfectionism and all those sort of things. And mm-hmm. you know, so many girls resonated with that because the pressure that we put on ourselves to come from a place of like, you know, this has to be, I know exactly where I'm going to be. And this is exactly it. And this is the exact order of steps that I need to take. And it's like, no, like you don't need to know all of those things. You just need to, like you said, lean into what lights you up, figure out what that is and then take action on it. And I swear by that statement as well, that action creates clarity. And a lot of the time we have it the opposite way. And we think we need to be so clear before we take action. So I think that that is a really powerful point is, you know, just being open to that evolvement um, and to the fact that you are going to expand. And I'm the same as you, like my business has expanded and shifted so much from when I first started. Um, And you become such a blend of all the little things along the way which is amazing and you get more clarity as you go. But I just think it's really powerful for those who are in a position where they are feeling called to do something different. It's like you don't have to have it all figured out. Just give yourself permission to start making some sort of shift or change now and know that the clarity is going to come from that. Um, So with you and with your business, obviously, you know, when you sort of started out, it was like the digital marketing side of things and coming Mm -hmm. from, you know, the business background and commerce and things like that. Um, And then now shifting. So now are you working mainly with like spiritual entrepreneurs or more so the life coaching side of things? Or do you find that it kind of just goes like one and the same? 
Yeah, I would find because I've gone so specific in my messaging and my brand, I just tend to attract in the spiritual entrepreneurs. And even when I communicate, I say I work with spiritual entrepreneurs and badass lightworkers. And usually the people who identify with those statements um, come right in. And so, yeah, I think that's kind of like the power in getting so clear about who it is that you serve. Because in the past, when I first started out, it's like I would work with anyone and everyone who needs something to do with Instagram. <laughs> Yeah. So back then, it was like I couldn't actually pinpoint how do I add massive value. I was trying to do everything, but now it's very specific that it's normally a spiritually related business. I do work with coaches who are perhaps doing side hustling coaching, um, some life coaching, etc., self love coaching. So it might not specific specifically be like, oh, I am helping you become more spiritually aware or something to do with absolute woo, but definitely in the self-development and self-improvement kind of area. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think it's a powerful shift that's happening. Hey, like, you know, with everything that's going on and a lot of the world sort of, I don't know if you're feeling it, I definitely am where, you know, the world's starting to shift a lot more into that feminine energy. And so many people are having that awakening. Yes, we want to be in business, but from like a heart centered space. And so I love that. And I think that that's so powerful. And I love what you said about, you know, your messaging is so clear. So, like, no matter what, the exact perfect people come in for you. And I think that that's Mm -hmm. incredible. And for those that are, you know, in a position where they're struggling to find some of that clarity without, you know, putting this on you guys where it's like, okay, now I should feel really like worried and guilty. And oh my God, I'm not clear enough. It's like, okay, take a step back. Don't worry about that. But what are some of the steps that you would recommend to someone who's wanting to start to find some of that clarity in their messaging? Yeah. So what I would say is for someone who's starting off from like very beginning stages, definitely get yourself out there to help people, right? Really come from this place of service and just offering to people, okay, this is how I can help you. And just start to interact with some potential clients, maybe take on some beta clients and get into the experience. Through that experience, you can start to pinpoint, okay, what are some qualities of people who I like to work with? Um, And really just kind of thinking about it from that perspective of like, okay, who have I worked with in the past? Who am I currently working with? What are things I like? What are things that I don't like? And I would also say what is so important is really ask yourself once again, what lights me up to serve in? What lights me up to talk about? Because back then I knew that Instagram wasn't really lighting me up, but I was thinking about, oh, well, everybody needs Instagram. That's going to get a lot of people. But actually, I wasn't really getting a lot of people and a lot of great people because I wasn't truly energetically there. So I would say like really being true to what are your secret powers? What are your superpowers of being able to offer value? And focus on the transformation that you're offering. I think the more that you work with people, the clearer you can get on how it is that you are creating that transformation for someone. What are your strengths in that process? Is it holding space? Is it guiding people through a healing journey? Whatever that is, and focus on talking about that transformation first, because naturally the people who really need that are going to find it. And of course, highlighting those qualities that you have identified. For example, I always say I only work with massive action takers, people who are ready to take massive of ownership over their lives and their results, right? I can't work with someone who's like, figure it out for me. I paid you. Like that doesn't work. I also make it very clear that for me, I have to work with someone like you don't have to be like super, super spiritual, but I need to work with someone who is open to that. So I don't feel like I need to dim down that part of myself because I used to do that. I used to have like one way that I would serve some of my clients and another way where it's like zero spiritual talk, only business. And that just felt really out of alignment. So those are some of my key tips in starting out. Love that. So good. And in terms of starting to blend those two elements of you, obviously the business side of you and then the spiritual Mm -hmm. side of you. What was the process for you in terms of giving yourself permission to do that? Mm, yeah, that's a really great question. So I think anyone who has been in my Facebook group in the very beginning would laugh when they hear that question because I have renamed my group so many times. It started from like digital goal getter tribe to like badass spiritual entrepreneur tribe. And then like, just like all these evolutions to now badass lightworker tribe. I think that process was once again, just kind of thinking about every single time I showed up, how can I 
be more of myself. So I would kind of ask myself, okay, how would I be talking if I were fully being myself? And that is, for example, every once in a while, I'm going to swear. I'm going to like do weird things. And I'm like, that's just who I am. It was really giving myself that permission to show up, even though I didn't feel ready, even though I didn't feel like I knew exactly who I was, but it was in showing up. I actually gave myself this challenge back in 2018, summer of 2018, where I basically did live videos every single day for like two, three months. And through that process, I started to just realize, okay, these are the topics that I am passionate about talking about. Like I would just go on and kind of be like, really sure what I'm talking about today, but oh, like this spiritual tip or like this thing. Um, and then in the process, just kind of attuning to, okay, like it makes me feel more me to just like sit on my couch with my cat walking in the background and just really leaning into that. Because the cool thing is, is I think that consistency is always what makes people kind of remember you for who you are and understand what your brand stands for. So the more consistently you can show up, even though it's not perfect, the better the impression the better the impression and the more lasting the impression you're going to leave on the people you're serving. Yes. That's so powerful. That consistency and something I talk about all the time is, you know, that importance of like, you know, the create over consume, like make sure that you're showing up more than you're consuming. And so I think that that's super powerful and that like, let go of the need for things to be perfect. Like you said, like it feels good to you to like sit on your couch and have your cat like stepping all over the couch. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> like a main feature of every single live. Like those sort yeah. of, honestly, people start to really resonate with your personality and the way that you show up and the things that make you, you, and they actually become part of your personal brand long-term anyway. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think that, you know, in this process of allowing myself to be more me, because if you watch some of my first live videos, it's like me sitting all straight, like all proper, like, hi everyone, my name is Ella. <laughs> it's just like a complete different energy. But it's cool because like the more I allowed myself to be me, the easier it became to show up because it didn't feel like, oh, I need to go from business Ella to personal Ella to spiritual Ella. It was just like Ella, right? Like, you know, yeah. us having this podcast conversation, if you were to meet me in person, it's going to be the exact same. There's no yeah. like, off podcast Ella it's all the same and yeah I think that ultimately we are living in a time now where people are becoming more and more conscious more and more aware so if you are being inauthentic if you are trying to put up a friend people can feel that energetically and that's not going to be magnetic or attractive for them to come into your brand Totally. And it's that authenticity that's everything that people truly relate with because then like, yep, you're fucking speaking to my soul. I love this. You're my girl. And then they want to consume more and they want to get to know you. And obviously it builds like the no lack and trust. And then obviously right. you have a relationship and then they get to a point where they do feel comfortable to invest, to work with you in order to make the transformation that you help them to make. Mm -hmm. So I just, I love, I love that focus on the authenticity side of things. And I guess like one question, and this is a question that I get a lot and I would love your take on it as well you know in terms of getting that clarity around how you show up and who you're serving two parts to this so the first part is obviously you know with you and the way that you show up and especially you know when you told us what it is that you do very very clear and sometimes people feel this pressure to have this like one specific tangible outcome that they help people do so like mm -hmm. I help network marketers hit their first $5,000 in their business oh, online. I know that. <laughs> that sort of sentence, right? And tr like, there's a lot of speak around that, like where like you need to have that in order to like be mm. so, you know, clear on who it is that you help. But then some people feel very confined by that. Like, well, yes, like I help, you know, in that area, but also other things. So for those who are kind of struggling with that, like which direction do you believe in, in terms of like going that specific, like that pigeonholed or being a little bit more broad and letting more elements of who you are and what you do and how your personality comes across, come through your brand? Yeah, that's a really great question. I think first of all, it really depends on the person asking themselves, do I want to be like a very specific specialist in one thing? Or do I actually want to build a bigger brand over time that is going to evolve? I think that's a really important question. Very important question because yeah, for sometimes um, some people might be like, well, I only want to help people create freebies. That might be their specialty. Um, and that's totally okay if that's what they want to focus on. But but then for someone like I would say myself and you as well, we know that our impact and our message, they're both going to evolve as we evolve, as we learn, as we grow, there are new ways in which we are going to support people, which is why I believe in creating something called like 
your umbrella concept, right? Mm -hmm. So essentially, if you hear like my um, sole purpose statement, as I call it, I say at the end, it's manifest your most lit or your most lit up life and online brand. But I leave it a bit open because I also don't believe in telling people that, you know, in order to live a good life, you must have X, Y, and Z. I want to leave it more open to interpretation for other people as to what exactly does that life look like. And that's exactly what I do with my clients and our work together is defining what does their version of a lit up reality look like. At the same time, I think it also gives me a lot of room in terms of the people who I can serve. Um, for example, I can be helping people um, just create an online brand or it can be like, okay, I actually want to be manifesting a relationship. That is actually part of living your most lit up life. And also like in the way that I separate my programs, for example, I have one that is business focused, but I have one that is also life focused because for me, I want my brand to be a bigger platform down the road in which people can be supported in these different areas. So I think very important to start off asking yourself, do I want to be a specific specialist or do I want to build a platform that can evolve over time? Um, and I think that what's also so important to remember is that don't let one statement determine what you do and don't put yourself in a box like freaking break the box and throw it out right because we need to we're now in a paradigm where it's not like you can only be a health coach and i tell my clients this all the time i can only be a life coach i can only be a business coach it's all about blending modalities blending your unique magic right for example right now i haven't really met anyone that really specifically calls out that they blend nlp with the kundalini with the energy right and so that's kind of like my unique zone you can put me in a box and say that i'm a life coach i'm a business coach but there's so much more to that so yeah. i think really focusing on just what lights you up once again what are those unique modalities that you bring in and just knowing that your uniqueness your niche doesn't have to come from like you said i help people make 5k months but it can come in the uniqueness of your approach so hopefully that answers your question i just kind of like brain dumped there <laughs> so good no and honestly i just i wanted to ask it because it is something that i'm seeing a lot and obviously when you are mm -hmm. in the online space and you are following a lot of online coaches and a lot of the same information really starts to get circulated to yeah. the point that you start to think like that's all there is. Like if I'm not doing it this way, then there's no way that I could possibly be successful. And sometimes it's important that some of us stand up and go, well, fuck that. Like you get to define what success is for you. You get to choose that success is inevitable for you, that you are hundred percent supported at all times, that there's no way that it's not working out. Like you get to step into that and define what feels good to you. And that's why I wanted to ask this question. And I love your answer because I just feel like it gives a voice to the other side of things. Like no, not so broad that like nobody knows what the heck you do, but allowing yourself to have some room to move outside of a one sentence statement that, you know, it puts you in a box. It is, it's fair and free and empowering for you to go, okay, cool. Well, this is who I serve and I know what I'm here to do. And I know I'm here for a massive fucking thing. This is it in a summary, but it, it gives me room to move and to grow as well. And I just love that take on it. And I feel like it's important that that sort of thing comes out as well, because like I said, it can be very easy. And I don't know if you agree with this or not, but to start to think like there is like one way to do things. And if you're not, yeah. doing it that way, you know, it's not working. Yeah, exactly. I think it's just like the nature of the industry. A lot of times we think that, oh, there's this one approach, this one strategy, one formula, but there are so many different ways in which you can get to where you want to go. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I live by that. And obviously you do as well. So it's yeah, very, very good. Let's talk about the Kundalini side of things. Obviously, you know, it's part of, you know, who you are and your umbrella and all that sort of thing. Let's talk about what that is, what that looks like. So let's break it down like Kundalini yoga. Like, did you get, you got certified just recently or has this been the thing that you've been doing your entire life? Like, what is it? And give us a little bit of an insight to that. Yeah. So I would say that my first experience with kundalini yoga came from gabby bernstein so since i was reading gabby's books and attending some of her live events i've been in contact with kundalini yoga my first kind of approach and 
terms of actually learning it and teaching it was through the Spirit Junkie Masterclass with Gabby Bernstein. I was like, wait a minute, these mantras and these meditations are so healing. What exactly is this? So even back then, I didn't exactly know it was Kundalini Yoga, Kundalini Meditation. Um, and it was the funniest thing because I took the training with Gabby in summer of 2018, so around June of 2018. By September 2018, I couldn't deny the sign because everywhere I looked, Kundalini was everywhere. Like I would be randomly invited to a house party. And of course there's a Kundalini yoga teacher there. And I was just like, what are the chances? And she's like, come to Kundalini class with me. And I've never been to like an in-person class, but I was like, okay, I have to go. So it was through that experience around September and October, uh, 2018, uh, where I realized, okay, like this is a sign I need to lean into it. And that's when I began my personal study journey with Kundalini yoga. So I started learning from some great mentors from Yogi Bhajan himself who was like the master of Kundalini yoga. I read a lot of his books and I started to understand the structure of it. I started to do my own practice. And actually at the same time, I started sharing it with my clients and I saw how they were shifting with the practice. So although I wasn't fully certified, I was already sharing it right now. I am halfway through my my Kundalini uh, certification, my official KRI, Kundalini Research Institute, level one certification. Um, but I think the coolest thing in the process, and even as we learn in teacher training, is that you are a teacher from day one. So mm -hmm. don't wait until it's like, oh, I feel like now I'm ready. Now I know everything. Then I'm going to share it. Whatever I learn, I am sharing it. I am teaching it. And the greatest thing about Kundalini Yoga is that all the teachings are written out so specifically and passed down. So essentially, if you can guide people through the practice of following the instructions, really guiding them with the breathing, etc., you can teach Kundalini Yoga. Of course, for myself, I also have um, a yoga teacher certification from a vinyasa Iyengar background. So I have that knowledge um, of body alignment and things like that. But that's kind of like my overall journey. Um, it was really like this calling of like, I can't deny it. It's everywhere. And the funniest thing actually that I want to share with you is because I started getting obsessed with Yogi tea um, for a very long time. And it wasn't until I started Kundalini Yoga that I realized that the founder of Yogi tea, the brand, is actually Yogi Bhajan. So I'm just like mind blown at all the synchronicities. All the and the craziest thing also is that I got this tattoo saying I am light on me. Like over two years ago, before I knew Kundalini Yoga, before I knew any of the spiritual stuff really, but I just felt this like need to be like, yeah, like I want to be a source of light. And of course, Kundalini Yoga is all about the practice of awakening your inner light, of shining your light. And it's just like, I'm getting chilled as we yeah. talk about it. Yeah. One last synchronicity and I promise I'm done. <laughs> But I also found out after doing Kundalini Yoga, after diving into my spiritual side and allowing it to shine more, that my full name, which is actually Eleanor, and also Ella, which I go by, both of them mean shining light. Oh, <laughs> okay. I've got chills now. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <gasps> That's crazy. I'm getting chills again too. I love stories like this so much and like just hearing all like the divine synchronicities and how it all lines up yeah. and it's all been pointing you in this direction the whole time. Exactly. <laughs> like what are the chances? I can't deny it. I'm meant to be a Kundalini yoga teacher. 111% sure. Yes, definitely. So good. Oh, I want to go back to what you were saying about, you know, you know, sharing as you're going through it. And I think that that's super powerful mm -hmm. in terms of showing up before you feel ready. Um, and you know, a lot of the time I get this question so much, like, you know, I really want to step into like coaching, but what certification do I have to have first? Or what do I need? What piece of yeah. paper do I need? And I'm like, nothing like you as you are you are enough like start showing up start sharing that's what I did like I started Instagram and then that very quickly I was like I like to talk more than Instagram can handle so it became a <laughs> <laughs> and then here we are like you know two years later but you know if I had waited until I had the piece of paper like I'd probably still be bloody waiting like and so I love that you spoke on that and I'd love for you to just dive a little bit deeper for those that maybe are waiting for that you know permission slip to sort of come some of the mindset shifts that they can start making to start to step into showing up for people right now. Yeah. So I would say it's really getting focused on, first of all, what is your vision? I would say it's like getting clear on what is that kind of impact that you want to leave behind the moment that you leave this planet. Now I know it's kind of like a big question, but it. really allow yourself to 
journal through that to understand, okay, it might be as simple as I just want to leave behind a tribe of really happy and self-loving people. Okay, so what can you start doing today to get yourself closer to that vision, right? So it doesn't have to be like we talked about earlier. It doesn't have to be like a grand plan of like everything, you know, planned out. It could be just starting an Instagram and sharing some quotes about how to be happy or sharing some quotes about self-love. I would say it's really about just finding all those different avenues in which you can start spreading your message right now. And at the same time, talk about what is it that is part of your vision? What is it that gets you excited? Because the more that we can get the word out, like vibration is like a real thing. Your sound vibration is so powerful. And of course, if you're not spiritual and you're just like, okay, well, how does this actually work on a common sense level? It's like the more you talk about it, the more people are going to remember you for what it is that you stand for, for what it is that you want to be doing. And naturally, someone is going to connect you with someone who wants some support in self-love or self-care. And then you're going to potentially have like a new client right there. So really get yourself excited, focus on your vision. Once again, I would say like everything almost like always comes back to like the what lights you up. As you get clear about your vision, what is it that lights you up about it? How can you keep on sharing it? And just finding all the little ways because at the end of the day, every little step adds up. I think that we often believe that it's the one thing that's going to make it. It's the one post, it's the one video, it's the one program, whatever that is. But knowing that at the end of the day, it's kind of like farming. It's like you just taking a bunch of seeds or planting or growing things and just like throwing it everywhere. And then you kind of see what grows out of it. Yes. Love that. It's so in line with something that I was actually listening to from my coach the other day. And she was talking about, you know, the pressure that we put on ourselves to write the best ever email in a launch sequence. The email that has to sell. And what she was saying was like, no, it's not. Like, just like release the pressure of that particular email. It could be the next email. It could be the one after that. And it's not about individually those things. It's about the accumulation yeah. of them. And I loved it because I was like, cool. It just takes it like, cause we put so much pressure on ourselves when creating content that this has to be the best perfect thing ever. Otherwise it won't work out. And it's like, no, let go of that story, remove that story. Like it's always working out. Of course it's working out. And it's an accumulation of the energy that you're putting out. And this is just a piece of the puzzle. So I just love that. And I feel like it was just so in line with, you know, that sort of way of thinking and that like, you just get to keep showing up and keep doing all the things. And that's where the magic happens. Both, like you said, on the energetic level and on the common sense level like the more that you show up the more that you're going to connect with the right people so love it mm -hmm. um i want to shift back to the kundalini side of things and i'm interested myself to learn because i don't really know anything about kundalini yoga or yeah. any of that stuff is there something that you can share with us maybe like a tool or an exercise or a go-to sort of thing that you do or that you do with your clients that we could learn from right now yeah, for sure. So I guess I'll give like a quick little background on what Kundalini Yoga is first, just so that people who might not be aware of it can kind of understand it a bit more. So Kundalini Yoga is a very different type of yoga than your typical downward facing dog, vinyasa flows, um, you know, tree pose and things like that. Kundalini Yoga is known as the yoga of awareness. And Kundalini itself is essentially this dormant creative potential energy that lies at the base of your spine. So the whole Kundalini Yoga practice is about really allowing yourself to awaken that energy, to tap into your full potential. It's about uniting your finite self with the infinity, which I absolutely love. Um, it's also the yoga of awareness where you can start to become more more aware of what is your true identity. We call it your sat nam, right? Who are you really at your core? Peeling back the layers that are not you. At the same time of doing kundalini uh, yoga exercises, which are often just a lot of repetitive movement, syncing with breath, with chanting, mantras, hand gestures known as mudra, the whole idea of it also is to strengthen up your nervous system, strengthen up your body so that your body can keep up with the tough times. At the same time, as you are connecting with yourself um, through this practice, you are also rewiring your subconscious mind and building your electromagnetic field to attract. So all the great stuff with Kundalini. Now, when it comes to your question of like a quick practice, um, this is something that I love to share with people. I actually have a YouTube video on this that perhaps I can share with you so that people can actually see like the visual yeah. of it. It's yeah, we'll link harder it. too. Yeah, it's a bit harder to share, but we can do it together here as well. So this is called the breath of fire. 
The breath of fire is a short rhythmic breath in and out through your nose where you are pumping your belly at the same time. So essentially, as you breathe in, you are expanding your belly. As you breathe out, you are contracting your belly. So the navel point is known as kind of like the main energy source. It's also your solar plexus chakra. So the idea here is when we are doing the breath of fire, we are creating and awakening a lot of the energy in here, which is like, super cool because what you can do is start to experience mental clarity as a result of creating this energy. You start to release toxin, you improve your lung capacity. There's a bunch of health benefits. For me and specifically for spiritual entrepreneurs or people who are just ready to show up, the breath of fire is like the number one way of getting rid of nerves, especially before live videos. I always do breath of fire um, and it just makes you feel so connected to the cosmos and you experience something that I call the cosmic rush. So the way that you do it is essentially you just start to... Um, the, way, the best way to kind of understand it is if you stick your tongue out, and Taylor, you can do this with me right now, so I'm not doing this alone. <laughs> so stick your tongue out like a dog and begin panting, like. <sighs> now place your hand on your belly. Do you start to feel that pumping motion in your belly? Yeah. yeah, so essentially you're doing the breath of fire right there. Now, instead of sticking your tongue out and breathing through your mouth, you just close your mouth and continue that pumping motion and the breath through your nose. You, you can kind of feel that? Yeah, it's good, it's good. Exactly. I hope you guys are doing this. I hope you guys are doing it as well. <laughs> So just a heads up, if you are in the first few days of your menstrual cycle or if you're pregnant, then avoid this practice just because it can create some cramping if you are in the first few days. But overall, this is a very safe practice. And what it allows you to do is really just like calm your nerves, get rid of any negativity, any toxin, and it connects you instantly back to excitement, your purpose, your truth. Um, so you can do this for as long as you want. Starting out, it might be a bit difficult, so like a minute to three minutes. Mm -hmm. um, now I'm probably at around the seven, eight minute uh, wow. range for my practice. So yeah, it's really cool. First, if you feel <laughs> if you feel a bit dizzy, like definitely slow down your breath and just like make sure that you're taking care of your body. But it is totally normal in the beginning to feel a bit lightheaded. Um, just also paying attention that you're breathing into your belly and not your chest because otherwise you start to hyperventilate, which is mm. not fun. <laughs> so that's my quick little Kundalini practice that has absolutely changed my life. So good. Thank you so much for sharing that. And guys, I really hope that you, you either did that with us or you like go and try that after this episode. Cause I've done this before without knowing that that's what it was called, but like at Tony Robbins, like at his, yes. Well, and I've definitely done meditations from Gabby as well. Like just listening to her and like going through her guidance, like doing the breath work without knowing that that's exactly what I was doing. So very yeah. cool. No, you've really just like given me a whole other insight into like Kundalini <laughs> actually because I didn't really know, to be honest. I just loved the word and was like, yeah, yeah, it's part of like yoga and like awareness. Like wasn't really sure. So yeah, I love that. And I feel like it would have helped a lot of people to just have a new technique that they can like try to be able to like come back into that state of alignment and to, like you said, like calm your nerves and, you know, bring yourself back, which is so good. You've given me a little bit of a like, oh, I want to look into Kundalini now. Yeah. <laughs> So good. Um, and then on the NLP side of things, because obviously these are two elements of you, like everything that you do and how you show up and how you serve on the NLP side of things, is there a particular thing that, you know, obviously for that, it's like subconscious and like rewiring a lot of limiting beliefs. Is there something that you see come up very, very often? That's like a recurring pattern with clients that you have that a lot of listeners might be struggling with that potentially you could help them with in this episode? Yeah, for sure. So there's like two things. Um, and it's essentially how I love to tackle the limiting belief of I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. And I have to wait till I'm ready or I'm not ready yet. So in NLP, we have something known as the meta model, which is essentially a series of questions helping you fill in some missing, um, distorted or generalized information in the way that you speak. Because we believe that our words create our reality. And a lot of the times we're creating this narrative in our mind that is actually very limited. It has a lot of missing information, um, distorted information and generalized information. So whenever clients come to me saying, I'm not good enough, like this is the number one limiting belief, which I also learned from Tony Robbins is like the number one limiting 
limiting belief for everyone. So if you're feeling that, you are totally not alone. So what is really cool here is that when we say I'm not good enough, we're actually deleting the part of which we are comparing something, right? Because when we say enough, there is some kind of comparison. However, normally in our speech, we don't think about that. We're just like, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. So mm -hmm. a really quick shift here is to begin to bring awareness to when you're making those statements like, I'm not good enough. I'm not ready enough. I'm not perfect enough. Ask yourself, compared to who? This was such that. a big game changer for myself, for my clients. Um, and it's just really like this quick mindset shift to get you out of your problem bubble and to think about, wait a minute, who am I comparing myself to? A lot of the times in the coaching space in particular, um, especially for new coaches, we start out thinking like, oh, I'm not good enough. And when you actually dig deeper, it's like, I feel like I'm not good enough because I'm comparing myself to all these people who have five years, 10 years, however many years of experience in the field. So what if you just shift that perspective to, well, do you feel like you know enough compared to someone who's a few steps behind you, someone who hasn't really discovered this, or they're like in their very beginning, beginning stages, then instantly it's like, yeah, I do know enough to help this person. So you start to shift where your focus is, because if you're focusing on comparing yourself to someone who is ahead of you, first of all, it's not your mission to help that person. Right. So really focusing back on who it is that you are here to serve and questioning yourself whenever that comes up. I'm not enough. I'm not perfect enough. I'm not good enough. Don't know enough compared to whom this is number one game changer. A second one that I often hear is I don't feel like I'm ready. I'm not ready yet. I, I can't do this yet. You know. Mm -hmm. So with that, one of my favorite ways to shift out of that is to ask the question, what would I, what would it look like if I am ready? How would I take action? Or how would I know when I am ready? Right? So really shifting that focus away from like, you know, why am I not ready? I just don't feel ready to how questions and what if questions, because those questions invite in a new perspective. Once again, it invites you to step outside of your bubble. It gets you thinking because in order to answer the question of what if you knew you were ready, how would you take action? You actually have to mentally create the picture of, okay, I am ready. What do I do now? And so the more that you can create that picture, the more you are rewind your subconscious to see yourself as being ready. So those are my top two NLP tricks, I guess, because it's so simple and it literally shifts you like within seconds or minutes. Love it. So, so good. And guys, like if you're listening to this and you're loving it, definitely revisit that part. Cause I feel like, you know, the tips and the strategies that you've just given us, you know, obviously the Kundalini side of things and then the NLP side of things, like those three practices alone, I feel are just going to help you guys to make a huge, huge shift. So thanks so much for sharing us that with us. That was amazing. Um, cool. one last question before we wrap it up. And that is on your end, are there any rituals other than obviously what you've told us about that you swear by that are like non-negotiables for you as a part of your day yeah i would say it's actually very simple but it's silent meditation i start every single morning off with that and on days when i don't i can feel the shift where i feel a bit more frantic uh, a bit ungrounded so for me it's very simple i just kind of sit on my meditation cushion i set a timer usually between 10 to 15 minutes depending on the day and I just get quiet. I just focus in on my breath. I notice my breath. If I start to drift off, I just bring myself back to my breath, back to this moment. And it's such a great way to start your day where you are present and turning inwards instead of going out. So that is my number one non-negotiable. Actually, something that I just started trying out since last night um, is using this part of your screen time section. Um, if you have an iPhone, it's a it's a feature called downtime, which I didn't know about, but you can literally create like a downtime period and block your access to apps. It's wow. magical. Like you cannot access apps. You tap on it and it's grayed out. It doesn't open. So what I did since last night was I created a downtime for myself from, I think it was like 10 PM to like this morning, 9 AM where I cannot access my apps because I have to be honest. I was going down like with a very bad habit of waking up, just like checking Instagram, checking emails and just like getting really glued to my phone and my notifications. So this morning, it was like, okay, I turn off my alarm, I brush my teeth, I sit down, I meditate, no distractions, you don't see notifications, you don't even see those little numbers next to your app, which is amazing. It reduces a lot of overwhelm. 
<laughs> yeah. And it just like allows you to connect right in, just be present with yourself for like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Um, and then really just start your day off by going inward before going outward. It's a great tip. So good. I live by it as well. And I've had to set very strict routines and like mm-hmm. energetic boundaries for myself around my phone. It used to be something I struggled with so much. And I still sometimes find mm-hmm. myself pulled to it, even though I've shifted so many of those habits. But like, I won't charge my phone in my room. Like it's out in the lounge room. Like it's nowhere near me. And like, I wake up at five and until 8.30, no phones, like except to listen to like, mm-hmm. um, like binaural beats, for like theta meditation, like that's it. But like no notifications, no replies. So that I so resonate on that, but I love the downtime part. And I'm going to look into that because even like, as you said, like even sometimes a little notification or like if you unlock it and you happen to be in the app when you had locked it last time and you open it up and you're like, Oh, and then straight away your attention goes there. I think that that's a really good thing. And like you said, like going inner before you go outer is super powerful. So love that. Thank you. Um, if there is one piece of advice or download or something that's like on your heart at the moment that you could just feel into that we haven't spoken about so far and just something that you feel called to talk to the collective about, what would it be? I would say it's, it's actually one of my favorite quotes that came up. It's be the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. And the meaning behind this is that a lighthouse is something that is very grounded. It's something that's very solid. It's something that radiates light and it guides people in the right direction. A lighthouse doesn't jump into the ocean to save boats. It doesn't feel like it needs to save everyone. All it does is stand strong in its power and shine. So I think that at the end of the day is the one role that we all have. And you don't have to be a coach. You don't have to have your business to do that. You can be the light. You can be the lighthouse for your family, for your friends, for your coworkers, for people around you, but just really tapping into being that radiance and guiding people wherever possible. Love that. Beautiful message to close with. Thank you so much. I have enjoyed this conversation so much. I know those listening will have gotten so much out of it. Um, There's going to be a lot that are going to want to connect with you. So where can they find you online? Yes. So you can find me at PSMLA on Instagram. You can also find me on YouTube. Same thing, PSMLA. I have a lot of great videos all about the Kundalini, spirituality, manifestation, all that great stuff. Um, And you could also find me in my Facebook group, the Badass Lightworker Tribe. So those are the main places which I hang out on. Brilliant. And just so you guys know, it's P-S-I-M-E-L-L-A, P-S-I-M-L-A, just in case that audio broke out or anything. And sometimes it can just be like hard to hear. And we'll also link that one in the show notes. So it's super easy for you guys to go and find her as well. But darling, thank you for coming on the show. This has been absolutely magic. Appreciate you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in and hanging out with me in today's episode. Because you're a part of the collective, I know you're a visionary woman ready for more. And I'm here to remind you that the world needs your light. If you love this episode or know somebody who would, please share it to your IG stories and tag me at Tayray Official. And if you want to show some love for the podcast, please head on over and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss all of the magic coming here soon. For more support, check out the episode show notes, my courses, services, and digital products by heading over to taylorray.com.au. Big love, babe. And until then, go and shine that beautiful light. The world is waiting for you.